Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's show. I'm your host, Zach Drew. And I'm Andrew Bellers. I'm going to say this one time up top, and it is important. If you have kids in the room, young kids, uh, please send them out of the room now um, or watch the show later or put headphones on so they can't hear the things we're discussing. Today's show uh, is it's graphic and it needs to be um, because it's what they are teaching our kids in schools. So it's like, listen, if people from Christian perspectives are not willing to say these difficult words and to expose what's going on in the darkness, then darkness will have its way. Uh, today's show is called Peddling Porn, What Schools Are Teaching Your Kids. And it's more than just that too. It's, it's their teachers that they trust. Sitting them down and, and explaining in, in graphic detail, even in picture form, the gross immorality that the, that the world offers and how it's totally normal. We're going to be talking about a bill that was just passed in Illinois that they're going to be teaching kids K through 12. We're going to be talking about today how it literally was pedophiles. And, and this is, it's not a conspiracy theory. And you'll see this. It's, it's fact. It's well known if you would just get your head out of the sand. It was legitimate pedophiles that gave us our sex education today yeah. in the public school systems. And it was the, the, the studies, the Kinsey, the studies by Kinsey, and we're going to get into it, and how, and how Planned Parenthood has, you know, taken this and, and they've given it to our, our children. We'll be talking about books, horrific pornographic books that there's three copies in our Decatur library here in Macon County mm-hmm. in, the, in the kids section. The little kids can check it out pornographic material, explicit material, teaching little kids how to masturbate and all these other things, the the little kids. We're going to be talking about um, um, how we're going to be going. And and those books, they're also in public schools uh, around this area. Mm. I need to start out this program by reading a few scriptures. In Matthew chapter 18, verses 5 through 6, this is Jesus who said this. It is the red words. Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, if you cause the kids to sin, it would be better off for that man or woman that causes those kids to sin to have a great, mega, large millstone hung around his neck, fastened around his neck, and to be thrown into the depth of the sea. Yeah. Do you know, I mean, that's Jesus talking. Listen, one of the most feared ways to die is to be dry. I looked up before the show. It's always either number one, number two, number three. And you know, it, it, today it's like neurological disorders, cancer. Well, listen, they weren't worried about cancer back in Jesus' day. It was likely the number one most feared way to die was drowning. And Jesus said, listen, if you cause one of these kids to sin, it'd be better off for you if a massive rock was tied around your neck and you were thrown in the sea. Not just drowned, but drowned in a horrific way. Whatever you are most fearful of, it'd be better off for you to die that way than what God will do to you. 
right? That's right. That's what the scripture is actually saying. That's, It'd be better off for that man to die in such a way than to suffer the wrath of God that God has laid aside for them. And Jesus, this is just such a, Jesus talks so much about hell. I mean, there's, there's, there's little that we actually know about hell except in the New Testament, Jesus is talking about it. There's so many new concepts that you learn about it. And that's why it's so important that we talk about what we're talking about today. We talk about morality because there's a real heaven and there's a real hell and children are being brought up to, to believe what is evil is good. Like it says in Isaiah, they're, they're taking good for evil and evil for good. And we need to be bringing light to this and warning people. That's right. And that's Ephesians 5, 11 through 13. It says this, take no part in the unfruitful. And listen, why don't you just read all of Ephesians 5? Okay, we only do a half an hour program. So we're reading three verses right now from Ephesians 5. But the entire section of that previous content before is about specifically sexual immorality. And it says this, take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness. Take no part, but instead expose them. So don't just not, don't, don't simply just say, hey, listen, I'm not gonna take part in it. No, no, the word of God instructs you, man of God, woman of God, that are, that's watching this program right now, you are not afforded the, the convenience of simply just sitting on the sidelines and saying, no, I'm just not gonna take part in it. I'm doing my part by not taking part in it. No, the word of God says for you, not just to not take part in it, but to expose it. Yeah. Okay? But instead expose them, for it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. This is a difficult program, it must be talked about. Because the scriptures in Proverbs 22, verse 6 says this, train up, a, train up a child in the way he ought to go, or he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Listen, when you train up a child in the way he ought to go, he won't depart from it. But if you train up a child in the way he ought not to go, except for the grace of God, if gr God's grace does not intervene in that, that, that man or woman's life, they will maintain that path they've been taught. And whenever you, your kids are somewhere else nine months out of the year, and so you might even have them for a few, couple hours in the morning. You're getting up, getting them ready, sending them off to school. They come home three o'clock. Maybe you're coming home at five o'clock. Maybe you have three, four hours until they go to bed. The majority of the time, K through 12, that you have your kids other than the summer, they're sleeping mm -hmm. before school and after school. So the, the public school system that we've entrusted the care of our kids to or instructing them in the ways that, that make God vomit. Illinois just passed a bill and it was actually, it, it, it was signed, the bill in to uh, change our public sex education. It was just signed by our governor here in Illinois, J.B. Pritzker. You know, before we even get into what the bill is, they're going to be teaching the kids K through 12. Let's go ahead and just take a look about how the liberal media describes what's taking place. Illinois will now teach sex education in K through 12. 
school's consequences of sexting. Governor J.B. Pritzker signed two bills that update the state's sex education standards in K-12 schools. The voluntary standards will emphasize health, safety, inclusivity with age-appropriate resources. Oh, well, golly, how could anybody be, be against teaching the kids about health and safety, mm -hmm. right? Senate Bill 818 says this. Senate Bill 818 brings Illinois' sexual health education to the 21st century. Listen, up, you got to update the sex ed, Grandma. They, they're doing it different these days. <laughs> they sure are. They sure are. <laughs> In the 21st century, by adding new personal health and safety education standards into, into kindergarten through fifth grade and making comprehensive health education more inclusive in grades six through 12. What are you saying, Christian? What are you saying, conservative Christian? You're against this, you bigot. What, how can you be against the health and the safety of our children? How can you be against safety education for the kids? Course material and instruction will, will help students learn about concepts like consent and will develop self-advocacy skills for effective communication with garbage or guardians. Garbage, total and complete garbage. Let me tell you what the bill really is. Illinois lawmakers, insatiable appetite for sexualizing other people's children. Now we're getting somewhere. Now we're getting somewhere to what it's really taking place. The newest manifestation of the creepy desire of Springfield leftists to normalize deviance in children is the laughably named, this is what they call, this is what it's named, keeping youth safe and health, keeping youth safe and healthy act. That's SB 818. Now this was written before it was passed, keep in mind. <coughs> but I'm reading it to show you what's in it. A bill composed entirely of socially constructed leftist beliefs from leftist lawmakers aided and abetted by leftist pro-abortion and LGBTQ organizations. And uh, so listen, so in kindergarten, they're going to be teaching about sexual identity and same-sex marriages. Um, let's, let's, go, let's go down and I'll, I'll get back to that, but what I've highlighted here, it starts with, with grade actually three through five. In grades three through five, the national sex education standards and therefore uh, the bill would require boys and girls in co-ed settings too. So this is it. Explain common human sexual development, including masturbation. Describe the potential role of hormone blockers on young people who identify as transgender. So to describe, and just so you know, there are many states where the kids in school can receive the hormone blockers without consent from their parents. That's right. You can't reverse that. Okay? Potential role, especially if, well, listen, we're just going to keep going. Describe, potential role of hormone blockers on young people who identify as transgender. Distinguish people. Distinguish between sex assigned at birth and gender identity and explain how they may or may not differ. Define and explain differences between cisgender, transgender, gender non-binary, gender expansive, and gender identity. Explain that gender expression and gender identity exist along a spectrum. To define sexual orientation, to differentiate between sexual orientation and gender identity in grades six through eight. 
Students must be taught about intersex conditions. They must analyze how peers, family, and persons intersecting identities can influence attitudes, beliefs, and expectations about gender, gender identity, gender roles, and gender expression. They must define bisexual, lesbian, gay, queer, two-spirit, asexual, pansexual. They must define vaginal, oral, and anal sex. They must list at least four methods of contraception that are available without a prescription, condoms, emergency contra contraception, withdrawal. They must describe pregnancy options, including abortion, grades 9 through 10. Students must define reproductive justice and explain its history and how it relates to sexual health in grades 11 through 12. They must explain how support from peers, families, schools, and communities can improve a person's health and well-being as it relates to their gender identity, gender expression, and sexual orientation. And students must analyze how homophobia, transphobia, racism, ableism, classism can influence decisions regarding sexual behaviors. This is so sick because children, I mean, especially you're talking about K through two, three through five, uh, grades three, three through five. You're talking about kids at an age that they cannot, they do not have critical thinking skills. They don't know how to think. They literally are looking to adults to tell them what is true and what's not true. And most of the way that they think is, is approval based. I mean, they're very, um, very suggestive at that age. You know, if, if you have a, a, a five, six, seven-year-old kid in school and the teacher's saying, this, sometimes boys can be girls and sometimes girls can be boys. Do you, you're a girl. Do you ever feel like a boy sometimes? Unbelievable. How many times do you think the kid is probably going to say, yeah, sometimes. They can't even define, you know, five, six, seven, they can't even define what a boy or a girl is. And you're telling them and pushing your agenda. Sometimes you probably feel like a boy. They're going to say yes. Like you're filling their minds with garbage and you're destroying, I mean, you're destroying their future. That's right. So that's a quick synopsis of that bill. Kindergarten through second will be taught about same-sex couples and to define gender identity. Ages 8 through 11 will be taught to define masturbation, homosexuality, bisexuality, cross-sex, impersonation, use of hormone blockers, 8-year-olds, guys, for children who pretend to be different, a different sex, and gender expansiveness. Ages 11 through 13 will be taught about oral and anal sex, methods of contraceptions that are available without prescription meaning of intersex, queer, two-spirit, asexual, pansexual, and critical race theory. And it all has become law. Where does the history, listen, it's just, if you think it's gotten dark, it's going to get darker. But we have to, I have to remind myself, take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. Did you know that the sex education that they teach our children coast to coast in pub the public school system was literally created through research, a scientific research study that was done by a bunch of pedophiles experimenting on hundreds of children. <clears throat> 
It's going to take a few minutes to get through. This article is called The Sordid History. This is from the Illinois Family Institute's website, based in Chicago. The Sordid History and Deadly Consequences of Sex Ed at School. Very few people realize that the reason children today are being sexualized at school is because pedophiles sexually abused hundreds of children then claim that the victims enjoyed it. That's a fact, and the documents prove it. My gosh. The government schools all across the United States today, young children are literally being encouraged to experiment with fornication, masturbation, sodomy, oral sex, and all manner of sexual activities that often begins as early as kindergarten and elementary school. The proliferation of sex education in American government schools has its root in the pseudo-scientific uh, quackery of sexual revolutionary Alfred Kinsey. The relatively new idea that children must be taught graphic and obscene sex education only emerged seriously in the United States in the middle of the last century. It came from Kinsey, who was financed by the Rockefeller Foundations and the American taxpayer. In his Kinsey Reports, published in the late 1940s and early 1950s, Kinsey dropped what was described as an atom bomb on American society, widely viewed as perhaps the worst <clears throat> books to have ever been published in America. The findings would unleash a wave of perversion and sexual revolution that continues to claim more victims with each day that passes. One of the elements of his sex research involved pedophiles who sexually abused children while gathering scientific data. Experts have concluded that Kinsey's own data show that potentially hundreds of children were raped and molested by one or more pedophiles using a stopwatch. And I'm not even going to read the next part. About 200 boys under the age of 12 were among the victims. Incredibly, Kinsey even claimed that children enjoyed this <clears throat> abuse and that sex with adults, even incest, could be beneficial to them. People listen, I just got to stop and tell you, I have to read these things because this is what they are teaching our kids in public schools. This is where the sex education programs come from. This is their roots. And it's taken a long time for them. These are the studies they try to implement in the 40s and 50s, but the people just weren't ready for it yet. The people, unfortunately, have grown so dark in this world, they're ready for it now. And it's been proved by the, the bill, SB 818, being signed into law. That this, these things could only be taught once America had entered in to the postmodern mindset, which postmodernism is a philosophy in which you interpret truth. And postmodernism says that what is truth? There may be truth, but no one can know for sure. Truth is experiential. Truth is fluid. It's ever-changing. When previously, for the past 300 years, we were in the um, modernist era where there was truth, but truth could only be found in science, another faulty philosophy. But then predating that for the first well, nearly 6,000 years of mankind, it was the pre-modernist era where mankind believed that there was truth, it was definitive, but it came from one source and one source only, and that was God. So when these things came out, it was still in the modernist mind period where it had to be based on science. It still wasn't 
able to to just get its tentacles wherever it needed to in the public school system. But now in the postmodern mindset, you can because you can do whatever you want. You're not a boy. You're not a girl. You're not a this. You're not a that. It's all up for debate. Be whoever you want to be. It's being taught to our kids. Among, among other outrages, Kinsey cited what critics have blasted as his junk science. Also uh, posited that children are actually sexual beings from birth. As such, they must be educated in every manner of sexual activity and perversion conceivable. This radical idea is literally the foundation of all modern sex education today. By 1958, here we go. By 1958, inner city public schools were serving primarily black children in the the District of Columbia. They became the testing grounds for the radical sexual re-education envisioned by Kinsey and company. Children as young as three years old were targeted for this sort of education. The effects were predictable. Soaring rates of -of out-of-wedlock pregnancies, devastation of the family unit, skyrocketing numbers of fatherless homes, an explosion in venereal diseases, surging crime levels, massive increases in mental health problems, and more. After those successes, the Kinsey-inspired sex education began spreading across the United States. But Kinsey claimed only properly trained experts could do such teaching. Thus, in 1964, the the Sexuality Information and Education Council of the United States, known as SICUS, was officially born. The organization, which received plenty of money from tax-exempt foundations and American taxpayers, was founded by Dr. Mary Calderon, the highly controversial figure who had previously served as the medical director for none other than Planned Parenthood. In 1979, despite receiving all sorts of government funding, Calderon compared the task ahead for Psychus to the spreading of a new religion. Postmodernism is a religion. It's a philosophy, but it's also a religion. Psychus is not a single-issue organization because sex ed, as Psychus envisions it, connects and addresses a variety of social issues. The group says on its website, sex ed sits at the nexus of many social justice movements, from racial justice and LGBTQ rights to the Me Too movement. The group's new tagline reveals a great deal, too. It's sex ed for social change. This is what they're teaching our schools. Do you have something to say? I don't even know what to say after that. This was so mind-blowing to me. Literally, I just told you this before the show, but um, you know, I was talking to my wife earlier this week before we were going to bed, and I was just telling her, you won't believe just the mind-blowing stuff that I was learning today. And she literally had to tell me, stop, stop. Like, if you can't keep going because if you do, I'm going to have nightmares tonight. And that's the reality of the public school situation today. That's right. Listen, I, I need to get to private schools and homeschools because that's, that's where I'm filtering all this to. So I'm going to have to go through really quickly this next section. We're going to be spending more time on it in a, in a couple of weeks. It is a book. It's called It's Perfectly Normal. There are three copies at our Decatur Public Library. There are copies of this in many public school systems, even around this area. We're going to be attending a meeting in late April. We're going to be miking up um, an acquaintance, a friend of ours named uh, Jody Haskins. And um, we're going to be attending a meeting of uh, the directors of the, libra- the library here in Decatur. And 
she's going to confront them and ask that this book be removed and we're going to take we're going to take part in that um, the it, 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 there is no other way to say it one it is 100% pornographic material um i mean the kids aren't in the room you literally have men bending over i mean like homosexual acts um and it's in it's in the kids sections and it's called it's perfectly normal i d- i do just want to say one thing about about this specifically yeah um we as christians need to be taking action and we need to be voices speaking up for this um you know over 50% of people in america claim that they're christian but an edward barna study from like 2018 or 2019 said that actually only 8% of people have a biblical worldview yeah. we are in the we are in the thin minority, and if we're not the ones speaking up about this, then nobody's going to be. That's exactly right. This has been my last few minutes on this topic. You saw it, I saw it, we all saw it. Disney has announced that by the end of 2022, 50% of every single movie that they produce will have a character list of uh minorities but it really is the focus is on lgbtq lmnop 50 percent of the characters every movie by the end of 2022 disney they will be of the lgbtq can you think of another company when you think of content producers for children think of like what's the what's the biggest contribute you think disney everybody thinks disney it's disney 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 and they are trying, they are coming after our kids. But I want to share something with you. Oh, also, it came out also uh, that the heir of Disney um, has come out of the closet as transgender. So it's like, oh, well, you know, it's all the timing is is uh, very coincidental, I suppose. Right. Um, now listen. So Christians are coming out of the woodwork or I don't know what the expression is. They're coming out from everywhere and they are canceling their Disney plus and they're saying no more Disney, no more, this, no more. And I respect that. I think that's great. You should do that. But my problem that I have with that is this, you're still sending your kids to public school systems and canceling your Disney plus subscription pales in comparison. You understand that? Listen, I'm going to read one tweet that brings this home. Canceling your Disney Plus while your kids are in the public school is like putting sunscreen on your kid before sending them for a swim in shark-infested water. Make sure you're not just engaging in the performative periphery without taking the center. Cancel both Disney and public school. Listen, you're making yourself look dumb. If you're canceling your Disney Plus subscription and you're not taking your kids out of the public school, we will never win the war on culture Vody Bauckham said, while our kids are still sitting in public schools. And so many Christians, they're, they're sending their kids to the to public schools. And a lot of the time, people say that they can't afford, there are the exceptions. But a lot of the time it's like, well, if we send our kids to private school or homeschool, we'd have to take a massive pay cut. We'd have to downside. We'd have to sell one of our cars. So be it. How important are your kids? 
train up a child in the way he ought to go. And when he departs, he, whenever he gets older, he will not depart from it. Listen, heaven and hell are on the line, people. Don't just cancel your Disney Plus while sending your kids, in, like, like the tweet said, in a shark-infested waters. For it be better, be better for the man to have a millstone hung around his neck and be thrown in the depths of the sea than to cause one of these little ones who believe in me to sin. We had a lot of content today. We obviously didn't get through it. It was tough content. Please pray about what I talked about today. If you're a parent, pray about getting your kids out of the public school system. If you're a grandparent and you can afford to help your grandkids, help your, your kids with financially get them out of the data, out of the public school system, then do it. Or even just with your time. I mean, a lot of grandparents, they have time that, that their children don't to take care of their grandchildren. If, if you're able you know, to take the time and the energy and say, I'll, I'll take the kids, I'll help homeschool, mm-hmm. you know, that would be a huge service. That's right. That's right. Listen, we are totally out of time for today's program. Just want to end it with like I do all the time. Get into your word. These are dark days. We need to be able to recognize and um, when the Lord is speaking. And that is so difficult when we're not in our word on a daily basis. Get into your word. Amen.